Hello, welcome back to Faith Boosters. It's always wonderful to hang out with you here around the world. Thank you so much for being here to hang out with me and hang out with Jesus as he declares his word over you and over me. Uh, today I have a fantastic word on my heart that God has placed on my heart for you. And so I want you to just get into it. Welcome our friends, our family, the newbies that for you're bringing in today. We're going to be hanging out with us as we just feed on the life of God's word and go out there and put it into practice. By the way, we're getting back into our practice of which scripture are you meditating on? So which one is it for you? Yeah, which one are you memorizing? We cannot stop memorizing scripture and building our arsenal. By the way, the book I talked about, wow, it has been it has been with some people <laughs> who I won't mention who have been with it for five months and not released it, but pray with me this month of July the book on memorizing scripture must come out. Oh yes, we wrote it, we finished it by February. Now we want it out this July so that it can, you know, be a blessing to you. But right now, I want you to just go ahead, let people know that we are on, we are on, we are on, and just get into prayer right now. Just open your heart to God, welcome him. We're not able to even understand his word without the help of his Holy Spirit. So would you go ahead and just humble yourself before him? Welcome him into the place where you are right now. Invite his presence into that space. Ask him for grace to understand the word that you're going to hear today and to allow it to search you deeply and to know you and to be able to bring out what God needs to deal with, strengthen what God wants to strengthen, that we may walk fully into what God has prepared for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word that washes us like fresh water. Washes us, Lord, and makes us more fruitful. That lifts us up, that we may bear more fruit. Lord, we thank you so much that your word is power. That we are able to hear your word and that our ears are open. That our ears are ears of faith. We are hearing your word. We are receiving instruction today. And that we are going to walk in the fullness of your word. And we will be that 25% who bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. So today I have a fantastic word on my heart. You see, we began this month of July. I don't know when you're watching this, but today if you're live with me at least, the month of July talking about having an expectation of God and how our expectation is our expression it's one of the expressions of our faith to God. To say, God, I believe you so much that I know that you're going to fix this. That's an expectation. It's not just a hope. It is a confident... I was going to use the word expectation again. It's confidence that God is going to do something. Or that someone is going to do something. That having known you for long, there are things I expect or don't expect of you. And so we have expectations of God. And some of them are that he turns impossible situations around. And that he takes us to new levels of glory. That we always have an expectation of good because every good and perfect gift comes from him. And now as we get into that, you know, this is one of those messages which may or may not be popular. <laughs> but all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable. It is profitable uh, for, for, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God, a woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. That's what the scripture says about the word of God. So every part of God's word is for us. You're like, why are you over-introducing this thing? What are you about to do to us? It's not me. <laughs> so recently when I was, you know, thinking about what to teach and praying and talking to God, I always have so many things I want to teach. And this one just popped out for me. And um, I'll tell you, I don't know what the title is really for the message, but what I know is that God is speaking to very many of us about break camp and move. Break camp and move. A camp is a place where you've stayed for so long. A place where, where you know, when you go for camp, when, when you go to camp somewhere, like refugees, they live in camps. A camp is a, is, a, is a temporary place that can become permanent for some people. Oh, yeah, actually, that's what it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you're going, no, none of us lives in camping 
some of you love camping i really don't i want it to be very clear i don't i don't enjoy camping but if you live in a tent it should be a temporary situation human beings build what are more permanent structures to live in if they are going to dwell there many of us what has happened is that there are temporary situations that came into our lives but we have embraced them and they've become so permanent that we now dwell there and they've become a definition of our lives and god wants to end those situations but he cannot do it without our participation and that's why this word is coming i'm going to show you two scenarios in the scriptures one in the old testament one in the new testament both times when god is asking his people to the words clearly break camp and move for many years in my life i lived in a world that was being while i was a christian believer reading the bible quoting it memorizing it etc praying but i lived in a world filled with fear i expected bad and i was shocked when good happened I had self-pity, a lot of rejection. Um, I mean, my, my, the, the thing was so bad that I thought so little of myself. Some of the stories I can't even tell. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I tell them in small, small groups because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I had issues. I had real issues, yet I was a believer. And I genuinely felt like that's who I am. I excused it. I, when someone challenged it, I felt like they just don't understand they are insensitive um and the people who i felt were my friends are those who would come and say i understand you know it's really bad isn't it like i would feel like oh, this is my true friend because they really understand my situation the only problem is that those people sort of nursed me and kept me in my dysfunction it's like they massaged me to stay in a temper in what was meant to be a temporary situation when the enemy comes at you and serves you pain, uh, rejection, uh, loss, whatever it is, it's not meant to become the definition of your life. It's not supposed to become your permanent address. It's supposed to be a place that you're going through. Your permanent address is what God has said you are, who God has said you are, not what you feel or what you're currently going through. There are situations that we go through that can actually become the roadblock for the rest of our future. We can go through a defining moment like the loss of a loved one. For me, the thing that had defined me was the loss of my parents. Up to that point, my definition of life was lenses of life. I saw life through orphanhood, being alone in the world. Even when I was surrounded by people, I felt alone. And so I felt sorry for myself. People felt sorry for me. And I got so used to it that I didn't know how else to function outside of it. I only knew how to be a victim. So when you try to empower me, you were just a bad person. You were too harsh. Even scriptures that empowered in the, in the word were hard for me. I, I, was, I was more drawn to the scriptures that talked about, you know, God is close to the brokenhearted. He comforts those in need. And that's okay. There's a place for that. But it's temporary. The place that God wants to move us is he says that when you go through difficult times, let's read the scripture. It must be in 1 Corinthians or second corinthians but chapter 10 this is going to be a very good word very it's going to change your life chapter 10 first corinthians chapter 10 and he says in verse 12 it's verse 13 really he says no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man Ooh, ouch but god is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Are you hearing? First of all, there is nothing you are going through. I know that I've told you this is not one of those messages that is going to leave you feeling massaged like this. But you're going if you receive it, you, your life will take a turn like mine did. No situation, there is nothing you're going through that is not common to man. Ouch. You've lost loved ones. You're not the first. I lost my father and mother by the time I was 10 years old. You've uh, been through some abuse. It's so painful. But darling, you're not the first. You've been rejected. You're not the first. You're in deep debt. 
you're not the first. You're going through a separation. Hey, you're not the first. Don't let it define you. There's more. You're not the first. You won't be the last, unfortunately, because there is a devil out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But don't let him destroy your future. He took parts of your past. Don't also give him your future. Don't give him your future by hanging on to what happened in the past and refusing to let it go and letting your life be defined by it, your mood be defined by it, your decisions be defined by it, that you cannot move into the future, not because God doesn't want you to move, but you've refused. You want to stay angry, you want to stay stuck, you want to stay a victim, and you're saying, no, I don't want, yes, you do. I was like you, so you see, I, don't, I can't teach this message while I'm scared, because the things that you are holding on to, I went through. I went through abuse and all sorts of things. And for me, I was, I felt like other people haven't been through it don't understand. In fact, I, I felt like, yeah, you don't understand. So don't talk to me. I felt like if I won't talk to me, you must have gone through us. No, 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 no. The devil is robbing you. First of all, the first thing you're going to do is commonize the problem. I know it's hard because you think you're special. I thought I was so special. I'm a double orphan. I even had a name for it. Double orphan who I was going through. I don't know ABCDFG. I wanted to tell my sob story and everyone needed to pat me on the back. Then what? Then you're stuck. All you are is a victim. That thing happened five years ago, three years ago, one year ago, ten years ago. Break camp and move. Move on. There is more in God. God is in your future. He's not in your past. He wants to heal those wounds so that you can move forward know the plans i have for you plans are usually for the tomorrow not yesterday you can't be planning about the past you're planning for the future there are plans to prosper you not to harm you to give you a hope and the future and the future but can you participate in it can you allow god to move you from pain into good to move you from from sorrow into joy from depression into happiness to take off the clock of of pain and enter a garment of praise can you allow him? Because he cannot do it without your participation. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Those who know me from many years ago will tell you I was a very sad girl and got the very thing that the enemy wanted to use to destroy her. A temporary situation that would have marked her life forever and used it to set many free. But she had to let go of the right to stay stuck. To stay, to define herself as an, a girl who was abused. She's no longer a girl that was abused. Yes, that happened. It's always part of her story. But God has now used her to be a woman who has changed her generation by embracing the healing of God and moving into the future and becoming someone who dispenses healing instead of pain. Some of you hang around with your friends and all you talk about is your pain. Stop it. May God help us to get through this message. Because I've not even started reading the scriptures that we're going to read today. But that commonize the problem. I know that that sounds like you're not being nice. I am. Better are the wounds of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. The one who tells you the truth loves you. Let me tell you, my friend, my brother, my sister, commonize that problem. You're not the first person to be black. You're not the first one to be segregated. You're not the first one to be, I don't know what it is for you. You're not magic. If you think of yourself as marginalized, you'll stay marginalized. Me, I don't think of myself as marginalized. I don't define my worth around my sex, my, my height, my color, my past experiences, my background. I define myself now solely by this, the word of God. Because it is the thing that is able to give me an inheritance among those who are sanctified. It is able to build me up. The past cannot build you up. The past keeps you stuck. Even when your past is good, move on. There's more in God. But I'm talking about the ones whose past. Some of you, it's your past is good, but the ones I'm really addressing today are the people who have gone through stuff. That in fact, people when they look and say, hey, that woman, you know, she lost her husband when you know she was pregnant with her first child. And that's, that's your story. That's all you want your story to be. The woman who lost her husband when she had her first child. That's the girl. That's the young man who, who I don't know, was imprisoned for I don't know, raping someone. Okay, you did it. Now can we move on? God redeemed you. You're not the rapist anymore. Redefine. Let God redefine your future. Stop getting stuck hiding because you think people won't like you. Some of you don't even serve in ministry because you are divorced. As in, how is that your fault? Okay, let's say it's actually your fault. It happened. You cannot do... That's the thing about staying stuck in the past. That devil is such a liar. Because you see, the thing about the past is you're so powerless about it. You cannot go back and change it. It happened. 
You can't do anything to undo it, but you can move into the future and forgive and love, extend grace, bless, become a powerful person. But you cannot try to move into your future while holding on to the past at the same time. Let me tell you, it won't work. That baggage will slow you down. Let go of every weight that hinders and the things that entangle you. Those entanglements are in your past. So what? You had abortions. Okay. You're not the first. Wow. That's why there's a word for it. Someone did it and gave it a word. You're not the first. You are not the first. Commonize the problem. He says nothing you've gone through is not common to man. It's common. There's someone going through worse in the world. And then he says, but God. You have, but God, if that's what changes everything, God is faithful. Have you considered God as faithful, regardless of what you've been through so far? God is faithful. He will not allow you, first of all, to go through beyond what you can bear. In other words, God knew that whatever the enemy brought on you, you can bear it. He was with you, bearing along with you, healing you, drawing you out. That's why you're watching me today. Some of you up to today, you're still there waiting. Do you feel sorry? Every time something small happens, you go back and do all the bad things. Because for you, no one understands. You're staying stuck. You're slowed down. You're wasting time. The enemy is having you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Take away that power that he has over you. Determine that your future is... You see, you didn't define your past, but you can define your future. Maybe you were young and things happened to you. Or you made bad decisions before. Now, that happened. The thing you have control over is the future. You and God. You're this easy or in a good partnership because God is in your future. You know where the devil is? He's in your past trying to bring it up because he knows once he has you in the past he has you you're stuck you can read all the scripture you want memorize it speak it sing songs learn how to smile and pretend and hide it but he has you stuck until you make and let me tell you that journey is a long journey it's very personal the journey of choosing to break free from those things you can't you see people can't tell on your face that you're struggling with stuff you can learn to mask it i learned but you you know and you know you're stuck i knew i was stuck and I knew when I received my freedom. And that's when I became crazy about teaching others. Because I'm like, you mean you can be free from this stuff? I can wake up and actually feel good about myself and not need a thousand people to approve of me. I can wake up and not want people to hear my sob stories. I don't know how many people hear me telling sob stories. I don't even like it anymore. I don't want to indulge in sad stories. I hate it. I, I barely, even my husband, we had to fight me to tell him I'm in pain or whatever. You know, I really flipped because I realized I was stuck. I liked pity. And I know my friends who are watching me, you're there. You don't need to tell anyone. Don't type in the chat nothing. Don't worry. But you have good. You are in good company. It's common. You're not alone. I liked it. But pity cannot. Pity. You cannot be a, a self-pitied overcomer. I don't even know how. You understand? Like, guys, it ain't mix. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. God wants to make you a deliverer of others. How will he do that when you're stuck? in that thing that they did to you you're giving them power into your future the people who destroyed your past you want to also give them your future meanwhile they are moving on with their lives while you stay stuck talking about them reminiscing on the bad old times wow no today we are going to dismantle this one because me i have broken free and i know that the, the sweetness of freedom and i also know the darkness of that prison where no one knows but you. Where you want to be approved of. You want pity. You want people to elevate you. You want you want to be promoted by others. You want to be validated. You want everyone to know how for you you've overcome so much. You want... It's so much work. You can't move into the future. While stuck and still holding on to those voices in your past, everyone's opinion matters to you. Come on. When will God's opinion matter? That's why the word won't work in your life. Because there are too many voices. But today ends things. God won't allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to bear. But with that thing that you went through, God makes a way of escape. Today, God is showing you the way of escape. Get out of that camp. A way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Escape. Get out. That thing was meant to be temporary. Even Job overcame what he went through. He lost all his children, all his property, his reputation, his body, everything. But God restored seven times everything Job lost because he refused to give up. He refused to become a victim. He fell into like a temptation. If you read the book here and there, then he would repent quickly. I'm, I'm telling you that days ahead after this teaching, if you embrace it, 
you find some days when you want to fall back into self-pity but because the word the holy spirit now has the word in you which you've had today he'll remind you hey you're entering that thing and you refuse you refuse to enter it you refuse to tell your friends about hey again i'm feeling about what you refuse even though you want it you want and then you wake up one day and you don't want it anymore because he will work in you to dismantle that deception of the enemy i want you to move into the future free free of your past free of your past and that's what god wants for you let's read a scripture first of all in the book of deuteronomy that's the one i saw when i was a teenager that began me on this journey of just breaking free in deuteronomy chapter one but i feel like if i read it in new king james it doesn't because that time i wasn't reading new king james when i read it so it's a bit different but let's read it in like three versions and see deuteronomy chapter one we'll read from verse six to eight six to eight i want to see it in different versions eh, eh, this word is good the lord our god spoke to us in let's read in new new living translation deuteronomy one from verse six when we were at mount sinai the lord our god said to us listen listen what god said to them and he's saying to you you have stayed at this mountain too long it is time to break camp and move on. <laughs> Go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all the neighboring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the western. He starts telling them, Go into the future. I'm giving you an inheritance, but you cannot go there and stay here at the same time. Break camp and move on. Look, I am giving all this land to you. Oh, Kashatara Go in and occupy it. For it is the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, and to all their descendants, which we are among. Listen, God swore to Jesus, to Abraham, through, through, through Abraham to Jesus. He swore that we would be heirs of the world. He swore that through us the nations would be blessed. How are the nations going to be blessed while you're stuck hating men, hating women, talking about all bad people, how the world is bad, the world is what? Because you went through something in your past. It is time to break camp and move on. I am here to give you a message from the Lord, the one who loves you, that he's telling you, break camp and move on because I have an inheritance for you. And he names it, I have joy for you, peace, patience, financial breakthrough, great relationships, a marriage ahead. I don't know what. Let me tell you, God has so much ahead of you, but you cannot go there while you're stuck in the past. Some of us, that's what is destroying our relationships right now. We are victims. We cannot give. You see, victims are takers. They have to keep taking and sucking and talking about, you know, they take, they take, they don't give anything. You're in a marriage, but oh, your spouse has to keep comforting you for what your uncle did to you. It's been six years. Please, can we have some joy in the marriage? Can you also contribute something? Huh? You're still talking about that thing? That that's why you mishandle your money because they didn't give you money when you were young. So now you're a spendthrift. So your kids are also going to be broke because they didn't give you money when you were young. That you're now someone who climbs on others in the, in the career world. You're this person who doesn't love people, doesn't care about people. You climb over others. You destroy others because you must prove a point to your relatives that you've made it in life. You steal. You destroy. You've joined the devil. Basically, you're, his, you're like now his assistant, stealing, killing, and destroying. Because someone stole, killed, and destroyed something in you. Come on now. Come on. You cannot continue to do these things. You are a child of God. And I'm speaking from experience. So you can't shut me down. Because I was like you. I was a victim. And anyone who said anything did not understand me. But today God wants to move us forward. I told you he's breaking ceilings. Because if see for them, it was a mountain. It can actually feel nice where you are. But you are being robbed. Me, I was robbed. Even my marriage was robbed. The first years, ah. Gosh, I needed to be approved of all the time. Told good things all the time. Taking, taking, taking feels so good to give it's more blessed to give than to receive that my husband doesn't have to be somewhere worried if i'm going to fall apart depressed 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 Dep now these days you can't talk about depression it's it's a it's a sensitive issue i was depressed it's not sensitive there's nothing sensitive about it it's a bad place to be in it's a dark place to be in you have bad thoughts you think of death you think of running away from your loved ones you have you, you think that's god that's the devil and he wants it to be so sensitive that no one can talk about it God is addressing me today. God is not afraid of the world. I'm not afraid. I would rather you all misunderstand me, but people break free from those prisons. I know what it means to be depressed. To pretend to be okay during the week and then hide yourself the whole week. Close the door. Shut yourself away. Close the curtains. Watch useless things. Be filled with garbage and then smile and look good and spiritual the whole week. While the enemy robs you and slows you down and steals your future. No. 
No. You've stayed on that mountain too long. And he says, it is time. It is time. Listen to me, my brothers and sisters, my generation. It is time to break camp and move. There's too much selfishness in our generation. Self-help, self-care, self-what? Selfies. I don't know. Everyone is so self-consumed that the enemy is robbing us. You see, if you want to have a future that is meaningful, it can't be about you. You have to start thinking of how can my life impact others. And let me tell you, your life can't impact others positively while you're stuck in your past. I move on. So it happened. So you had a child. Yes. Now love that child. Stop looking at them as the one who stopped your progress. It was your decision anyway. Now love on them and think of the future. Stop now limiting your options. Who can really marry me? Me who has a baby. Is a baby a curse? So you start reducing your options, dating people who, who are what? People who abuse you, you stay with them because you think you're not good enough. You are good enough. You are a child of the living God. You deserve better. God is not looking at the mistakes you made. He's looking at your future. Break camp and move on. Move on in your mind. Move on in your actions. Break camp and move on. You're not a victim. You don't deserve pity. You deserve empowerment. You deserve to go out there and change the lives of others in your generation. There is a purpose for you in your generation. But you can't serve it while you're stuck in the past. I know it hurt you. I know it, it feels so bad. I know every time you look at those people and you want them to like you, but you hate them at the same time. I know those confused feelings. But you cannot move into your future while you're stuck in the past. It's not possible. Let's look at a man. That one, I'm not going to read too many versions of this. this you've understood it's break camp and NIV says... You have, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. And then he says what he'll give you there. I have given you this land. Go in and take possession. God has given you promises. Go in and take possession of the land that he swore to give Jesus on your behalf. Go in and take your blessing, your honor, your glory. Go in and take it, but you cannot go in and stay, stay behind at the same time. You must break camp, even though it's comfortable there. You're used, you know how to live as a victim. Now you're going to learn how to live as a queen, as a king, as a priest, as a princess, as a child of the living God. Yes, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to the Lord. Let me tell you, freedom is sweeter than bondage. It's sweeter. It comes with responsibility, and we're going to look at it. But it is sweeter. I wake up, I don't have to worry about, you. I used to wear so much makeup. So, 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 so much. I ended up with problems with my skin. So because I wanted, I didn't even know that the thing on the inside was now coming outside. Like I never felt good enough. So I overcompensated. It mattered to me what people said, how people looked at me, how they, I would change my clothes five times. If my husband didn't say I'm looking, why did you say I'm okay? It's just okay. It means, oh, can you imagine living with that person? It was me. Now I don't even consult. Because really it doesn't matter. I know God loves me, approves of me. I love, and you know what? When you like yourself, you start to like others. You start to celebrate others. You start to advocate. People, freedom is sweet and you're receiving it in the name of Jesus. In the book of John chapter 5, one of those stories that just amazes me. John chapter 5, this is a good word. This is a good word. John chapter 5, we'll read from verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these, there's a pool, right? Jesus has gone to the pool. And today Jesus has come to this pool, by the way. This is the pool Jesus is visiting today through YouTube, through Facebook, through Instagram, through TikTok, through whatever it is, WhatsApp, wherever God sent you this thing through. God is visiting your porch today. Jesus came to this porch. Can you imagine Jesus? You're going to see the kind of porch Jesus visited. They look like that. But this is the kind of stuff Jesus specializes in. The broken. Jesus visited the porch. And in that porch lay a great multitude <laughs> of sick people. In our generation, there are multitudes of sick people. But they don't look sick. We've learned how to wear makeup, wear suits, look good, cologne, perfume, show up, look good, speak the language, take nice pictures, curate them, put them on Instagram, and we are sick, but no one knows. But Jesus knows. And he knows that even if you can, you see, you cannot be what you pretend to be. You are what you are. If inside you're a victim, you're a victim, even though you pretend to be empowered. People would say, you look so confident. I would want to tell them, if only you knew. There's a shell on the inside, broken, empty. 
needing approval, a bottomless pit. You see, the only person who can feel that thing is God, not people. Stop putting your hope in men. It's even unfair. They can't feel you. That's why you keep going from one to another, hoping that they'll fill it up. They cannot. They're not able to, but God can. But you must be willing to be well. Look at this. He comes there, lay a great multitude of sick people. Ooh, then he starts to name them. Blind, lame, paralyzed. Uh-huh, he will add our things also. Waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. And then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. So there was a process to get healed. And even today, God is cleansing you by the washing of water by the word. That is how he's cleansing away this nonsense of a victim mentality, of holding on to the past, of pain, of grief, of revenge, of, of just a thing that drives you that as a force that is not of God. It's, a, it's an evil force that drives you to prove something to people who are not even looking at you for proof. Can you imagine trying to prove something to people? Me, I even had to buy new clothes for a funeral. Let's not even talk about me because me, I had issues. My husband had to give me a lot of money to buy clothes for funerals so that I show people that I'm okay. By the time you need to prove that you're okay, you're not okay. Because people who are okay have nothing to prove. So if you find yourself wanting to prove that things are okay, things are not okay. And you're the one God is addressing today. He wants to. Some of us, we've buried the thing so deep, we're not even aware it's the one driving us anymore. But God is unearthing today. He's stirring things up and saying, I want to show you what's holding you back. When Jesus saw him now, let me say verse 5. Now a certain man, they don't even tell us his name. And that's good because even today there's a certain man or a certain woman watching. Was there who had had an infirmity. Listen, 38 years. <laughs> I've not even been alive for 38 years, me, myself. This person had been sick longer than I've been alive. Some of us, we've carried situations in our lives for so long, we don't know how to live. In fact, your friends, if you stop from today when you stop, you're going to lose some friends. Because some people are your friends because they've come to nurse you. To nurse your pain. They don't know how to deal with you when you're empowered. You help them feel better because you're sick. They find power in being the ones who comfort you. Now when they no longer have something to comfort you about, oh, she has had an episode again. Oh, he has had another episode of drinking. When you stop, what are they going to do? They have no job in your life. You have to get new friends because they actually do not know how to deal with you. They now are the, are the heroes of your dysfunction. Hey, let's keep going. Hey, a certain man had been in an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been in that condition a long time, he's talking to you, he said to him, but Jesus, he said to him what he said to him. Do you want to be made well? Do you know that it's possible to get to a point where you don't want to get better? Because your dysfunction is actually now your income source. Yeah. You're depressed so you can't work so people give you money every month. So now when you stop being depressed, what are you going to do? You have to learn how to work. Your work is all about being abused. So when you can no longer talk about the abuse, what will you be able to do? People excuse your bad manners because they know you, you suffered loss. So when you're longer, no longer talking about grief, uh -huh, what will you tie your bad manners to? Yeah, you can get to a point where, actually, I don't know if I want to be made well. I remember going to pray for a young woman and I was with one of my disciples. We we're talking about it yesterday. We're going to pray for someone who, who had a physical, you know, they were incapacitated physically, like they can't walk. And I went to them and the Holy Spirit said to me, they don't want to be made well. Because every, every privilege they have in life is because of being in this situation. We had been praying, so I asked them and said, are you willing to let go of all the privileges that come with this sickness? And thank God that this person was honest. They looked at me and said, actually, Pastor, no, I don't think I'm ready. So all our prayers were useless. We're wondering, why isn't this thing, why isn't there healing? They actually, you're praying, but they are resisting. They are like, I don't want to be made well. Because then what will I do? 
and it's okay to get to a point where you it's not okay but it's okay to recognize that that's where you are then you can move on get help talk to someone let them hold you accountable tell them guys if i bring up this issue again shut me down and get true friends so that when you do they are like mm -mm, don't tell me about that thing again you cannot cry to me let your husband have the capacity to say no you can't cry about that again let's not talk about that angle let's not talk about when you talk about them they keep quiet and change the topic and you don't get angry you don't have the right to be annoyed <laughs> repentance is a choice do you want to be made well do you want to be made well can you accept the responsibility that comes with being whole and healed where you can't talk about your issues anymore you can't tie your bad behavior to that stuff anymore and say you know it's because as a child i went through what yeah you're not the first it's common to men now please rise up and walk Jesus says to this man, do you want, do you know what the sick man said? He's, can you imagine when your identity now becomes the sick man, the depressed girl, the broke boy, the I don't know what, can you imagine? The moody one, the what one, the one who every time you make a phone call, people know you're begging. Like that's your identity's bad things. I refuse to participate. I have a feeling that at some point in my life I was that person, but people didn't tell me. I actually realized when I became empowered, I lost almost all my friends. Because they were around me because of my dysfunction. I don't think they knew how to deal with me when I became empowered. I didn't need them anymore. At least not for that purpose. So get ready. You lose some friends. He says to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man, ouch, answered him saying, Sir, I have no man to... This is that what they've asked you? Answer the question, yes or no. Do you want to be made well? Pastor B3, you see, you don't understand. It was really five years of have asked a question. Do you want to be made well? Not what did you go through? Many times I find myself when I'm going to pray for people and they want to tell me the whole story. I say, no, no, no. What do you want God to do for you? I don't want to hear the whole story because it might mess up my faith. Because, you know, and people tell you and they keep looking at you for a reaction. As in, have you heard? I've said that this thing happened. Yeah, I've heard you. So? God is able to turn it around. It's nothing. Me, me, I'm looking at what God can do. You see, your issue compared to God's power is nothing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. I know you're used to a world that now love looks like comfort means when people, you know, um, you, you know, they keep you crippled. That's how love looks like. That's not love. Keeping you crippled on your mat because they don't want you to respond according to the word of the Lord. The Lord has asked, do you want to be made well? And the man says, I don't have someone to put me in the pool. When the water is stirred up, one I'm coming, another one steps down before me. Wow, that's not what I asked you. I did ask you, why are you in this situation? I asked you, do you want to be made well? Jesus just said to him, okay, I think you don't want to answer me, okay? He says to him, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. He gives him a responsibility. That word responsibility, a response to the word of God that gives you the ability walk into your future it's two words in one response and ability the word of god gives you the power to respond to god and gives you the ability to walk into your future your response gives you the ability to either move forward or stay stuck life is 20 percent happening 80 percent response because response is what gives ability that's why it's called a responsibility you're, you're responsible for your future. Like, guys, I want you to forget. Stop holding people accountable for your future. They did it in your past. They are not in your future. You're the one in your future, you and God. You can hold God's hand and move into your future. Or you can give power to the ones who broke you and stay in your past. But don't blame God. And don't blame them. They no longer have the power you're giving them. They have the power you give them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the silence, but I will not be scared. We will keep, keep people crippled and on their mats if we don't respond according to the Lord. Some of you, you have those friends in your life. Send them this teaching. Some of you need to go to your friends and say, listen, I love you too much to allow you to keep talking about that problem. I need you to move forward. God has so much more into your future. But can you accept the responsibility that comes with being whole and healed? Make what Jesus did for you bigger than what the world did to you. Make what Jesus did for you bigger than what they did to you. Those people. Make it bigger. Talk about that more than you talk about your past. Talk about the future. Embrace the process of healing and wholeness. Is it going to be tough? Sometimes, yes. Because you still have the memories and the feelings and the what. But I promise you, they will go. Me, I no longer have those feelings. 
I can't explain it to you guys. I feel nothing about my past. I, I even have, I even forgot most of the things. Like I try to remember, I can't. I can't because I have washed my mind with the word of God so much. Acknowledged what he has done so much that I, I feel like I grew up spoiled. Like now that's how I feel. Okay. Oh yeah, that happened. Nothing. I don't, I no longer allow, even when things come up like, I crush it with the word of God. That's not who I am. I refuse to participate. It's not, it's contrary to what God says about me. I am a child of the living God. I refuse to be married that way. I refuse to parent that way. I refuse to manage my money that way. I refuse. As long as it's contrary to the word, I've made the word bigger. You can do it too. We can move into our future together, guys. We can impact our generation, but we must embrace the process. It's a process. You won't get healed in after one someone today. You have to listen to this over and over and enter it into your heart and be determined to move into your future. And in the beginning, you feel like you're dying. You're losing something. You have to let go of some people who are keeping you bound. They, because all you talk about is the painful things. Really? How, how does that move you into light? That sounds like darkness to me. Empathy in Christ is different from empathy in the world. Empathy in Christ. Jesus looks at this man and loves him and doesn't say, oh, it's so bad. He says to him, get up, pick up your bed, walk. Your true friends are the ones who look at you and see what you can be and lift you up into the future. Stop checking them because they are trying to move you forward. Sure, you think your true friends are the ones who keep you stuck in the past. How? No. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the countenance of a friend. Okay? Your friends move you into wisdom. They move you. And I had those kind of friends, but I didn't feel like they were true friends. But now I know. People who wanted to talk about good, wanted to paint a picture of the future. But me, I'm like, no. Did you hear what I told you? I suffered. As a child. That's nice. As a child. You're not a child anymore. Be free. Yeah. It's been 10 years. It's been 20 years. It's been 5 years. Let's move forward. God has so much more into the future. Am I saying never talk about it? If you're talking about it with someone, it's for the sake of maybe you're telling them you want to move forward, you want to grow, but don't keep bringing it up. Keep bringing up the word of God. It's what he watches over to fulfill. God is not trying to fulfill your past. It already happened. It's not in your past. Do you want to be made well? Because wholeness determines fruitfulness. You cannot be fruitful while you're not whole. God wants to heal you. That he may make you fruitful. He says, I have land for you to possess. I have an inheritance for you. But if you don't leave this camp, you cannot get into the inheritance. Break camp and move. You've been here too long. You've stayed depressed too long. You've stayed angry too long. You've stayed broke too long. Some of you need to get a job. Just go and volunteer somewhere. You're still waiting on the Lord. What do you mean? So you didn't finish school. Get up and move. People who haven't finished school are doing so much more. All these people, Mark Zuckerberg, what? I don't even think they finished school before they, they made all these inventions. You're not the first. But get up, do something with your life. The enemy is robbing you of time. Every day you spend stuck in the past is a day stolen. Every day you stay, spend stuck in the, in the past is a day stolen by the devil. Break camp and move. Your potential is lying dormant in you while you lie on that mat. You lie on that bed of depression. You lie on that bed of anger. You lie on that bed of financial, you know, brokenness. You lie on that bed. Break camp and move. Do you want to be made well? It means it's a choice. Why would Jesus ask that question if it was not up to the man? It's a choice, guys. Wellness is a choice. I'm not lucky. I've worked with God and others through a painful process of healing. I've worked with others. Guys, I've met people who have been through hell. But you can't tell. They are just, they've received the life of God. They went through the process of healing and they allowed some of us to speak into their life truth to say, no, don't bring up that issue again. There's someone who I told, the next time you send me that message, I will not respond. Because we have dealt with it for long enough. So the next time they sent the message, I saw it and I started a new conversation. Then they understood, oh, she meant it. It was awkward and painful. But you see, love doesn't, the love is not only when you say, oh, sorry. Sorry, love is declaring what truth is. To say, no, you're not, you're not like that. I've said sorry enough times now, move into the future. Love your friends. If they're in your life and they're like that. Your potential is there on the mat. Do you want to be made well? We are living in a victim culture. You have to be aware of that. When I say that God, Jesus is visiting the pool today, it's true. Our culture right now across the world is a victim culture. The people who are loving are the ones who promote you know, who, who massage your, your, your sickness and keep it in you. They shouldn't make you healed. They massage you and tell you, you have a right to be angry. 
you're okay you, you and how will you what will your right help you with after you've been angry then what you have a right to be angry uh -huh. so you you what your definition is you're an angry person with your right of anger the bible says be angry but don't sin because anger does not produce the righteousness of god it's in the scriptures you have a right to be depressed really do you want that right a right to have been depressed you want a right to be depressed you have a right to be uh, to revenge god says vengeance is his don't take it upon yourself when god avenges you it's good he said he says love your enemies bless them do not curse we're in a victim culture and christians are embracing it too so where is jesus in the picture jesus shows you how he responds to brokenness he lifts you up and releases you into your future jesus never massaged anyone's pain he never found a person who was broken and said oh when the woman committed adultery jesus asked her hey, no one accuses you neither do i go and stop sinning he empowers her into the future then tell her explain to me why do you think you committed adultery you have an unloving husband at home you understand it can be tough eh? now work on it to see if you can if you can try not to do it again no he said you your sins are forgiven now go and sin no more he told her receive power to sin no more in other words make a choice stop doing the thing you cannot lie on the mat and embrace purpose at the same time and the enemy is after your fruitfulness ladies and gentlemen the message is clear today god is speaking to you and i and saying you have stayed on that mountain long enough do you want to be made well break camp and move on into the inheritance i have for you rise take up your bed and walk rise take up no one is going to take up the bed for you he's saying take responsibility for your future get up pick up the bed and walk thankfully this man actually got up picked up his bed after 38 years god is a redeemer it's not too late right now you can choose to take back your future and god can redeem your future he can give you back the years that the locust has eaten. I feel like God is, is fast tracking me. Soon we're going to talk about redeeming time. But listen to me, part of redeeming the time right now is break camp and move. A camp is a temporary settlement. It's not a permanent address. Yes, that thing happened. Yes, you've been out of a job. Yes, whatever it is that you feel has defined you, made you depressed, angry, someone hurt you, someone broke your heart, you were betrayed, I don't know what, you were chucked, your wife left, your husband cheated. Guys, all those are tough and sad things, but you can't stay there. The enemy is robbing you. You have the power today to answer Jesus' question. Do you want to be made well? If you do, then what God is saying is respond. Get up, pick up your bed and walk. And some of us were going to pick up our beds every day. You feel the depression coming, you get up, you smile, you love on people, you have a great attitude until one day you wake up and there's no depression. That I can't believe I'm no longer depressed. Guys, I used to be depressed minimum two weeks out of a month. Half of a month I had to be depressed. And it was, I even waited for it. I'd be like, ah, it has come. Then I would shut down and my husband had to understand. And I was a pastor. And we stand up on Sunday and teach about joy. And I felt that's how I am. In fact, my father also was a depressed person. It's hereditary. Come on. Which father? I have a heavenly father. He does not have depression in his resources. So I draw from that well. Freedom is sweet. Today God is calling us to get up, pick up our beds and walk. To break camp and move on. That place you've been there too long. It's time to move into your inheritance. It's time to become an empowered person. It's time to become fruitful. It's time to move into what God has for you. Stop blaming others. Stop waiting for someone to rescue you. God is in your life. He's your rescuer. And he's saying he has made a way of escape. How? Grab his word. Find the promises of God on things. Find a friend or two who can tell you the truth. And let them help you to move into the future. Let them help you to get up, pick up. And they can't pick it up for you. You have to pick it up yourself. And I, I promise you, if you receive this word and start to ask God to give you grace and actually do what you don't feel like doing, by the end of just one month, you will see a complete turnaround. New people will even love on you. Opportunities will come. Some of you are stuck because no one wants to employ you. You're too angry. You're too sour. You're too unhappy. You're too... Speak up. Like, guys, do the thing you fear to do or hate to do or don't feel like doing. Your feelings, are, you are in charge of them. Get up up your bed and walk because the future is bright god is in your future 
God is doing things in your future and he wants to give you an inheritance, which he has already given you, but you can't possess it while staying stuck. Do you receive this word today? Amen. This word is powerful. It will change your life. It will change the lives of your loved ones. It's one of those you should share a lot because many people in our generation are stuck, but they are masking it. You can't even tell. God wants to heal and turn our stories around that we may be bringers of healing to others. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for these precious ones who are watching. Come on, lift up your voice, pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you bring healing. Thank you, Lord, that you bring healing to these precious ones, that today you break us out of prisons, prisons of depression, prisons of fear, prisons of rejection, prisons of anger and a need to revenge. That, Lord, you break us out of prisons of a low self-worth and you release us into your much more. Lord, we walk into, come on, start to speak and prophesy over your life. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word brings healing today. We thank you that, Lord, today we leave the prisons of depression, the prisons of all these things that have hounded us in our lives. And, Lord, we walk into your freedom. We walk into your freedom, not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. Lord, we recognize that today, as your word came forth, it came forth with the power to do as as you are asking us to do oh god i thank you father that from today we will see testimonies father we thank you that we see families reconciled we see marriages working we see bodies healed we see emotional restoration we see joy where there's been depression lord we thank you that your word is replacing the years that the past that, that the issues of our past had stolen from us that lord we move into our future empowered joyful and rescuing our brothers and sisters from the deceptions of the enemy lord i thank you for those who have been through so much pain that you heal them oh god that you heal them and you lift them up that they pick up their mats and they walk into the future lord we thank you we praise you that today is the beginning of the rest of our lives and you redeem the years that have been stolen as we walk into the future empowered by your love and your grace and healed and breaking camp and walk into our inheritance in jesus name amen now if you're watching me and you've never met jesus lord of your life oh you're on a real mat you're on a sick bed you need to reconcile your life with your creator the one who made you and knows what your purpose is for so i want you to receive jesus right now if that is you and if you and that's you just make the decision immediately all you need to do is believe in your heart confess with your mouth that jesus is lord you're not entering a new religion you are entering a new relationship with Jesus Christ. So if that is you and you want to give your life to Jesus and surrender to him and allow him to give you a life in all its fullness, will you repeat this simple prayer after me? You say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I give you my sin. I receive your forgiveness. Today I'm a child of God. I'm connected to my Father. I'll never be the same again in jesus name amen amen you've made the best decision of your life let us know send us a message on the number on that screen let us know that you have received jesus there will be people waiting to pray with you to connect you to a loving family that can walk with you even if you just need prayer concerning anything just send us a message on that number we will pray with you and walk with you and just help you start just start a new life of freedom so guys i'll see you again next week monday 5 p.m. East African time and I look forward to hanging out with you. Spread the love, spread the message of the gospel and do take action on the word of God. You're blessed. You're highly favored. Bye.